Blog Talk Radio. Uh, 
get a chance to just be in that environment. So, you know, they're young. You know, most of my guys are really, really young. And, um, you know, we're right here ready uh, for that next level. A couple of them are, you know, but they weren't a part of that. Um, but the um, ones that had, had a chance to get that experience to be, to, it seems like to be in catering. <laughs> you know, it yeah. seems like to see all the stars walking around, getting ready to, you know, um, you know, perform that night, you know, what those guys do to get in gear. And then, you know, you know, one of my guys to actually get in the ring, mm-hmm. you know, it shows that they trusted them enough to actually get in there and do their job right, you know what I mean? I talk to my guys all the time about, you know, uh, every every time you, uh, you know, ask to do something, it's a test, <laughs> you know, and uh, even to go out there and pass that test, you got to know the answers, you know, and uh, for my guy to actually uh, get a chance to get in the ring, you know, and let me know uh, the answers to uh, when his test was, I know that he passed. Absolutely. Did he tell you he was nervous at all? Oh, man, uh, he was more um, excited. Yeah. You know, as well as nervous. You know what I mean? And the nervous energy works for you, you know, if you're if you're a professional. Um, because you don't want to go out there and make any mistakes, you know what I mean? If you're not a professional, you're going to go out there and thinking it's like a game, uh, you know, something that you can play with. And, you know, sometimes you only get one chance, you know, uh, and an opportunity, you know, so you got to go out there and make good on Absolutely. Another one of uh, a student of yours uh, has become one of the biggest names in WWE, Ember Moon. Uh, she will have an opportunity to... Uh, Win the briefcase for Money in the Bank. How was that experience for you? Just seeing Ember come out every week on the main roster and have such a, a positive ovation and such amazing momentum in 2018. This is awesome, you know. Um, uh, I've said it many, many times. You know, I can't take the credit for Ember. You know what I mean? Um, she, she, she's there a lot of credit. You know, she put in all the work. I didn't do any other work for her. You know, when she first came to me, she was, a, you know, you know, inspiring. You know. And, uh, Smackdown a few years back as well, uh, and then you did Raw, and then you uh, you left, and you come back periodically. You know, there's there, there, there's some people who uh, who criticize your 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 way of commentary. I personally think it's hilarious. I think it adds uh, some some color, you know, and color commentators, some personality. What do you say about the critics as far as just the way that you uh, com- do commentary on Raw? I mean, as you notice, you know, in this interview, I can talk, you know, just like I'm talking to you right now um, on television. Yeah. If I wanted to, but that's not the role that I, I choose to play that's on television. That's right. Because that's not the real book of the people. That the people know on television, the intelligent speaking, the guy that's trying to use the right pronunciation for every word that he's saying. You know, I, I don't think that that will be real for me to actually um, go out there and do, you know. So for me to play my character, but still know my role, and know that it's not about me. 
between those yeah. two guys. Yeah. I think that's the most important thing. I think that's what I brought to the table more than anything. I think it's, you know, something that's needed. You know, and um, you you will be seeing me, um, you know, periodically still uh, bouncing back and forth, you know, to my duties on uh, Monday Night Raw. So I'm not um, going indefinitely or anything like that. But I like um, being a part-time. I like being able to come in and, you know, um, you know have, my, have my time, you know, um, sporadically like, like it is now because I, I can look at it from a totally different perspective. Yeah. It's not just about the uh, stats, you know, um, that the guys that have had, you know, over the last, you know, you know, month or two months, but I can just look at it from a, a analyst perspective as far as what these guys need to do to get to that next level. Mm-hmm. You know, what the guy needs to do if he actually wins this match, set himself up for a big title match, you know what I mean? Yep. You know, what, what's, what's, what it's going to feel like inside actually getting ready for that first big title match. I can talk from that perspective without actually even talking about, you know, what's going on in the match that night. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's actually pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. Fantastic. Well, book it's been a pleasure. Uh, let the listeners know just uh, reality wrestling is, is, is your baby, and uh, it has grown so, so big and, and one of the hottest attractions in Texas. So just let the listeners know where to find our social media. RealityWrestling.com. Uh, get all the information, all the shows, um, all the TV tapings, uh, what we got going on. We got kids camp going on right now as well. You know, we work with kids age from uh, 6 to uh, 11. And, uh, and I tell you, that that's really, really awesome. But uh, we got out, like I said, big summer champions coming up. Well, you, you definitely, uh, if you're anywhere in the area, uh, come check out the summer champions. Um, if you know, um, come check it out. Uh, we're going to be showing it um, on, on Fight TV um, as well. Uh, and that's Fight TV, F-I-T-E, uh, Fight TV. Download the app and um, check out all your reality of wrestling. I'm straight live on Sunday um, at 2 p.m. Central Time. Check your local listings. But, uh, hell, man, yeah. Awesome. Been a pleasure, Buck. Appreciate your time. Bye-bye. Bring what you got. The measuring stick just changed around here, buddy. You're looking at it. Four corners. Three. Our mind. Let's go. The whole squad is making it clear. We've taken this year. You know who we are, but you don't know why we're here. So this is where the big boys play. These big boys play like who defies the living God. Get out the big boys' way. Outsiders with the swoop in. We live as kings. You see in us, but our third man waits in the wings. And when the time is right, we shock him with the proper attack. I go for dolo, but ain't solo. Cut the promo in black. Hollywood Hendrix, Prizzle, pinning them. To the man, I'm that one looking with the strength of a hundred men. With one intent to see the will fulfilled of the one who sent his son to give himself. But you rap about your gas and your rags torture. White coffins when I drop a bomb. My mic's awesome, never lost faith. You in all space, you can all skate, suffer, but never cripple. No bin walls in my cross face. From here to Saturday, Raven, anticipating. I was frostbit, now I am glacier, mixed with some Vader. Get to hawking with these animals using. God for my defense in Alabama we jamming that's beautiful Bobby eating me and Priest we the dangerous alliance nah the Harlem Heat how the do rag before we do battle you're talking shit you are what you speak this too sweet till the number is took back we repping that work pack the foundation shaking no mistaking yeah we shook that trusting God we trust pushing forward never look back meekness ain't at all weakness some people must shook that stamping out this crook rap he turning the power 
power on On the razor's edge Leg drop after a power bomb Tired of the lies, man We bringing the truth through Diligent and fruitful The owners in our group, too It's good to be king Sold out this war, it's brutal We playing them war games Our army go move too You crew, I'm in the Baptist With a bat in my hand And stand to shatter all your plans So they don't matter In the grand scheme, it's that easy We tag teaming Steiner brothers, we love it Demand the win, establish it This the clash of the champions <laughs> This is where the big boys play, huh? We ain't here to play and a special thank you to be on the show tonight to my man, the man Booker T. I do it for you. Absolutely, uh, a wonderful interview that I had with him recently, and be uh, some audio. There was some some there'll be some um, uh, literature on it. <laughs> the word I'm looking for. There'll be some uh, uh, some art- an article on it soon. So follow uh, Chris Prolific. Uh, for that, as far as the article is concerned, thank you, Booker T, for the interview. I really, really appreciate it. Uh, for so long, I've been saying I'd do it for you, and I, I we, I was able to interview Booker T, and it was a fantastic time. I appreciate it all, and for uh, for old times' sake, I do it for you. Absolutely. So once again, thank you, Booker T, for being uh, available for an interview. It was fantastic. Of course, catch Reality of Wrestling, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, RealityWrestling.com, that's his baby. He does so many things uh, with the Reality Wrestling promotion in Texas. Uh, the uh, the, the uh, James Harden on Raw last week was uh, one of his students. Of course, his name wasn't James Harden, but they were in Houston, and James Harden, it's a play on words with, with James Harden, so... Uh, very interesting stuff, and uh, we're going to have some fun, ladies and gentlemen. Of of course, as always, we're going to have some fun on the Pancakes and Power Slam show. We've got uh, we've got Dominion talk. We've got CM Punk. Uh, we've got some Eric Bischoff uh, stuff to talk about. Some Godfather, NWO stuff, and you know it was so funny. I was I was uh, testing. I was uh, talking. Uh, the, the co-host, my good friend Evan Tech Crouch, will be here in just a few seconds. Uh, I usually, you know, it depends. It depends because some, sometimes I have the flavor of the week uh, ready within a week or two beforehand, especially if we're doing some type of series. But in in other occasions, the flavor of the week is predicated upon something big that's happened recently. Okay, so we'll talk about CM Punk and UFC. And the age-old question, uh, especially since Brock Lesnar has recently surpassed, it was yesterday, surpassed CM Punk's world championship winning uh, record, uh, modern day era. Uh, <laughs> Got to come, no, I can't wait to hear this. I know you hate that match. <laughs> well, you will be hearing it soon, ladies and gentlemen. Um so Lesnar just passed uh, CM Punk. So you know, there's some people who didn't feel as if Punk uh, deserved to be in that big main event spot because there were other storylines that were bigger than he was at that time. Uh, CM Punk and his uh, advocates and his and his uh, followers would say otherwise. They would say, you know, he was the WWE champion and uh, he deserved to be in the main event. So. 
this is what I did uh, for the 13 months that CM Punk was WWE champion. So he won it at Survivor Series 2011. He lost it at the Royal Rumble of 2013. So between that, every single pay-per-view that CM Punk held the title, we're going to talk about what was the main event of that pay-per-view. I did some research. I've watched all of them before, but I had to dig back and see what was the main event of every single pay-per-view match during the CM Punk WWE Championship era. So we're going to talk about every single main event. And I even one-upped it. I even one-upped the, the, the research. Not, uh, not only are we going to talk, to talk about the main events that were uh, around, that happened during CM Punk's WWE Championship era, but we're also going to talk about what match CM Punk had in the respective pay-per-view. So both the main event and CM Punk's match. So we're going to talk about that in, in the show. Of course, Raw and SmackDown review as well. So we're going to have some fun, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get right into it. Without further ado, the co-host with the most, Evan Tech Proud. How are you tonight? Yeah. What's going on, guys? Doing good, good, man. How you feeling? Yeah, good old <laughs> book of man. Book of T. I, right. I had the pleasure of knowing um, a couple of his students from his school. Um, good friends with Stevie Ray. I talked to Stevie Ray a lot off air on there on my show, and, and I, I got to interview Booker T once before. Great guy, man. He, you know, I, I meant to tell him, I put him on a level with Dusty Rhodes. You know, he's, you, no matter what match it is, if Booker T commentating, it makes it better. Oh, yeah, my, dog. You can uh, say, all chucky, ducky, quack, quack, dog. The, the, the best Booker T line I say in history and I, I will dig and find out is in one one of the pay-per-views Triple H was going against Big Show or some match. He was like, oh, mm-hmm. man, he, he hit his leg. His leg is connected to the foot bone, to the knee bone. I'm, I'm like, what, what is Booker T talking that. about? I, <laughs> <laughs> I say, what? Uh, man, uh, I got a comment. Uh, the joke would be funny five years from now. Give me everything. Absolutely, I, I agree. I agree. I five years, five years now of the Pancakes the Power Slam show, you will hear this. I do it for you. Just, Every time, just, all night. Just to say, I, I was um, at the bank not long ago, a few days ago, to tell you. And I heard a lady say that. While I was in the line at the bank and I bust out laughing. <laughs> and it had nothing to do with <laughs> wrestling. She would have not known one bit while I was cracking up laughing. Uh, I would have I would have popped right there. <laughs> so yeah, uh, yeah, I actually did pop in, in, in the bank in the Bank of America. She had no idea. <laughs> so it, it's it's spreading. Right. Uh okay, so thank you, uh chat chat room uh, heating up. What's up Derek? What's up GHP? My that's uh, my man GHP. Very supportive of the Pancakes and Power Slam show. Greatly appreciated. Uh Omnizzi says Punk better call WWE. We'll talk about that uh in a moment. 
Um, interesting. Uh, Dominion is straight trash compared to Money in the Bank. How would you know that if we haven't seen Money in the Bank yet? So we'll talk about Dominion as well here in just a moment. I think we'll see. We'll see. Trivia question on deck, ladies and gentlemen. What year did superstar Billy Graham win the WWE Championship? What year did superstar Billy Graham win? Uh, Anthony, how about that? See that? I tell you that that uh, pop every time ever every every time. I don't even get the chance to finish the question, and someone has the answer for the. I I commend you, Anthony. As a matter of fact. Couldn't even finish the question, man. You get you get an applause for that. You get an applause for that for sure. Nineteen seventy-seven. Superstar Billy Graham. Who did he beat, Anthony? Who did he beat? Two-part question for you. No, I'm sure you know it. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure you know it. But who did he beat? Who did Sam Martino beat for that title? Uh, he's only he only had the championship one time. How about that? Is as as uh, um, as popular as he is, he only held the championship one time. Uh, GHP, I did not know that there was a pancake emoji. How about that? <laughs> I did not know that. I will be using that in a lot of my tweets from now on. I did not know that there was a pancake emoji. Thank you for that. Used to review the WWE title histories on the website as a kid. Okay, cool. There you go. Awesome. Uh, so you would know that uh, he won in 1977. But don't try to divert from my second part of the question, Anthony. Who did he beat to become the WWE champion? All right, so we got some Dominion talk to have. Bruno Sanamontino, that's correct. Good job. All right, so um, easy. Yes, I agree. It was easy. It was easy. That's why I said I'm sure you know it. Um, so that's, uh, that's exactly what, so, um, I'm not going to get, I'm not going to get too in-depth about Dominion because I uh, did that in the wrestling D- cast D- D- Dominion, on UFC 23. Dominion for the uh, song quick. was only um, 30 minutes longer than WrestleMania this year. Yeah, that's true. Hold on real quick. Hold on real quick. Um, so we're not going to get too much into it. Um, because uh, I did the podcast uh, following UFC 225, so it was like two to three in the morning here Eastern time. But you know that's what happens when. Uh, uh, okay, yeah, sure will. Thank you uh, for letting me know that. Though. Um, <clears throat> I will do that. Uh, very good show tonight. Much better than Raw is what someone said about SmackDown. All right, we'll get to, we'll get to that. Uh, okay, so. We talked about Dominion uh, at the Wrestling Inc. podcast following UFC. So we talked about Dominion and UFC 225. So tonight we're going to talk uh, a little bit more about just, um, just you know, a, a few uh, important points about Dominion and also uh, CM Punk specifically, um, UFC 225. So as you were saying, Evan, Dominion – it's only a half an hour um, more than WrestleMania, but we have this conversation about uh, time not seeming it doesn't Wait. seem as much or it doesn't seem as long when there's right. some really good act as opposed to something that's drawn out. Now, 
the menu was five and a half hours long <laughs> and uh, <laughs> six and a half hours. So uh, WrestleMania was five hours long, six hours. So uh, the menu was longer, but it didn't seem like it. And to to to, and I always, you know me, I always like split stuff up in a unique way <clears throat> to break down Dominion's time lift for wrestling purists like you and I. Dominion was a three album raw, was an episode of a current raw, an episode of a current SmackDown, and an old episode of Shotgun Saturday Night, or WCW <laughs> Pro. That's right, WCW Pro. Or Jet. Jack but, uh, Metal. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was jacked on one end of the uh, on yeah. one on the west coast or whatever, and then the on the west coast it was like uh, metal. Like why why is it two different names, jacked and metal? Uh, it made no sense at all. And he says, "New friend, appreciate everything you do with the podcast. Keep up the great work, man. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. I appreciate that, Kenny." Uh, this is the 324th episode, and people like you, Kenny, uh, you know, you, you, you keep me going. You keep me motivated and excited to have uh, every single show. Six years and two and a half months this uh, podcast has been going nonstop every single week since April of 2012. How about that? DHP says, welcome to the podcast, Kenny. This is a great place to be. My favorite wrestling podcast. I listen to it every week. Can't live without it. Mo, you are the man. You are the man. You know why, Mo? You know why? You know what? I know, Mo. I know why you listen to the podcast. I know why you do it. I do point. it for you. I do it for you. Uh, you're gonna double I, double <laughs> I will. Uh, <laughs> I, I, commend, um, I commend. You know, your 300-plus episodes, I I technically have eclipsed over 400, even though I've been on the air, yeah, it lasts you because we had to do my show two days a week instead of one. So mm-hmm. I, I, people don't understand having a podcast is easy. Anybody can start it. Ha- making it last right. and making it have an impact and making it yep. legit and having legit guests like I've had, like you had, <clears throat> for our own shows you know, specifically in us being as a team, people don't understand the hard work it takes to be on successfully for a month. Nonetheless, for us, yeah. four years for me, five years for you, 300-plus episodes for you, 400-plus episodes for me, it it is it, it, it shows how much work it goes in getting guests. Because you don't know, it is a lot of work. We make it look easy. We can just talk about wrestling freely, but... The preparation of watching pay-per-views, getting guys, talking to agents, talking to publicists, talking to the boys, talking to promoters, working overtime slots. What can we talk about? What can we talk about? Talking about books, promoting this, going to the shows, going to the events, going to convention is so much. Not even to mention that's radio shows. Add on the live interviews you've done. (laughs) It's not as known. The live interviews I've done at shows, stuff We've known we can't even put out because we've had superstars. We look, man, you right. can't put that out. I, I'm about to go to WWE. Dude, I, I kid you not. <laughs> I kid you not. I have an interview with Bill Goldberg that I did last week. That's exactly what you just said. Yep. <laughs> can't can't can't, be, can't go out yet. 
But, Don't put uh, it out it, yet. It's coming out soon, but uh, yeah, it, it, everything is about guy. timing. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, it was. It's it's so true. I totally agree. Yep. You had pictures. Hey, you can't put it out there. Don't put it on social media. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I get. Uh, I get. Um, I, I get movie. I, I get full movies like DB, DDP. Yeah. Uh, when I had him on my show, pre, his press sent me, um, you know, the full. Um, what, oh goodness, what was that? The press What's the release. Movie called? I got the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> What's the movie yeah, called? Got, DDP. DDP. Um, yeah, I know you're talking about. I can't think of the name. Jake Roberts and Scott Hall. I know you guys know oh, the chat. Oh, What's the, the, the movie one, called? Uh, Cheating death or something. The the story. The, no, the yoga thing. The, the whole. Oh, yoga the yoga. Thing. Yeah, no, yeah, oh that one. Yeah, I had that too. Couldn't, couldn't release that. Couldn't mm. share it. You go. You get that email in my bold cat. In, bold y'all know it, cat y'all know in the chat room. Yeah. Yeah, let us know, fans. But you, you get that letter. No, it's not called CDP yoga. That's not the. Call. That's not. That's <laughs> not the What's the movie called? That uh that. Jake Roberts and Scott Hall were featured in. You guys know. I know you guys. You know, you get that bold that email and it's in bold caps. Or if it's in red letter caps. And they tell you <laughs> ready to rumble. Please <laughs> <laughs> ready to rumble. Please okay, do not share. Changing the life of uh, uh Jake Roberts and Scott Hall um because of the yoga thing. Yeah. Um, oh goodness, that's gonna bug me. That's gonna bug me. I know. You see, you cannot share this content, or or was you please do not share this content. Do not forward this content. Do not reply. Mm-hmm. Do the law. Resurrection of Jake the Snake. Thank you, fam. <sighs> no, I actually had to look that up because people were saying ready to rumble. <laughs> Jimmy, the uh, oh, oh goodness, Jimmy King, right? Um, Jimmy King, Jimmy the Jimmy Crown King, or something like that. I will, I will crown you. And he had the uh, the, the double axe um, from the from the rope. Yeah, you know what? That movie did not um, have a, a lot of good reviews, but I liked Ready to Rumble. I yeah, I mean, you know, people are people are saying the same thing. I liked Ready to Rumble. I thought it was a pretty good book. Same thing with No Holds Bar. You know, listen, third, almost 30 years later, I can understand why people legitimately did not like No Holds Bar. Because if I looked at that movie now, <laughs> as opposed to, um, oh, that came out, 87, 88, something like that. If I looked at that 30 years later, I would be like, yeah. ooh, that is that is rough. Um, but back then, I was, I was, you know, I love me some no holds barred. Let it rip. <laughs> Before the video set, so I was the rip, uh, the rip uh, uh, signal. Uh, so just a few people I've interviewed in six years. Uh, um, I've had Nick Aldis on the show twice. Um, Chris Masters, JTG. Ernest the Cat. Mendez. Uh I'll just read like the, the the first, you know. All right, so Nick Aldis, this is the recent ten or fifteen I've had on this show. Nick Aldis, Alex the Pug, Porto, Lance Archer, Flying Fred Curry, 
Oscar, Bobby Fulton, Chris Masters, A.R. Fox, Jerry Lynn, Kenny King, Ernest the Cat Miller, Rosa Mendez, Kevin Sullivan, Eddie Kingston, Paul Diamond, Shane Taylor, uh, Colt Coombs, Roddy Piper's son, Brian Cage, Hornswoggle, Tyler Rex, Ken Anderson, Eric Bischoff, Dave Chris, Dave Meltzer, uh, He Hate Me, Rod Smart, uh, Sawyer Fulton, Russ Briscoe, Angelina Love, Dave Lagana, Greg Gagne, Kurt Court Bauer, Tom Pritchard, Shane Helms, PJ Black, Art Orkow, Jack Doan, um, where am I at? Uh, Matt Seidel, Jack Swagger, JTG, Rocka Khan, Dust Wonderkin, Alex Wright, Vince Russo, DJ Z, Marty Elias, a bunch of times, Bill Apter, Billy Gunn, a couple times, Keith Lee, uh, Cameron, uh, a.k.a. Arian Andrew, Sanjay Dutt, Adam Page, Braxton Sutter, Dan Severin, Simon Dean, Eugene, uh, Marcus Louis, Matt Hughes, Ken Anderson, John Navari, Johnny, uh, John Morrison, Chris Saban, Pete Gass, Animal, Christopher Daniels, Gary Michael Capetta, Scott Norton, Laurel Van Ness, or, uh, Chelsea Green, Jay Lethal, Drew McIntyre, Shane Douglas, Bobby Fulton a couple times, one of my favorites, Rob Conway, Ricardo Lopez, Al Snow, Thea Trinidad, a.k.a. Zelina Vega, Abyss, Ian News. I was one of uh, the late Matt Rosie at Hawaii. I was one of his last interviews before he passed away, unfortunately. Uh, Garrett Bischoff. Richie Steamboat, Anthony Bennett, Tom, uh, Jim Brazil, Buff Bagwell, uh, Jeff Hartman, W.O. Steen, Katie Lee Burchill, more. I've had over 100 people, so I'm not going to name them all. Uh, <laughs> enough guests have been on the show to start a new promotion. That's a good point. Uh, great yeah. Thank you. Uh, Buff Frag Bagwell, Moe's Mama. Tell them Chris Brothers. You probably guests between us. What's Probably that? got more guests between us more than WWE got his employees right now. Falls in the ring. Uh, yeah, well, I've I've got over a hundred. Uh, Arya Davari, Brandy Rhodes, Adam Rose, Ted DiBiase Jr., Jake Roberts, Bushwhacker Luke, Cedric Alexander, Paul London, Teddy Long, Bill Dundee, Eric Escobar. I dug him up. <laughs> Um, that was fun. Uh, you know what? I love Brad Maddox. I've had Brad Maddox on the show as well. Um, yeah, it was fun. I haven't listened to that interview again. I haven't, I haven't listened. I probably haven't listened to that interview in a while. It was, it was fun. I love digging up people who had some, uh, glimmer of hope in the WWE. Um, but, uh, but unfortunately, it was unsuccessful. He was the man in SCW, though. Eric Escobar was. But he had the little Vicky Guerrero thing going on uh, on SmackDown. Um, it didn't work. I've had Johnny Gargano on the show as well. Rikishi, um, Hijack, Davy Richards. My man, uh, Roderick Strong. Um, Mark Lawrence, man. Um, go, go. Subscribe to iTunes and you'll see you'll see the other half of the, <laughs> the names that I have. But, uh, subscribe to Pancakes Power Sam Show on iTunes. You can listen to all of these interviews 
All the all of this stuff is archived. So listen to them at your leisure. The Pancakes and Power Slam show on iTunes. Um, yeah, so it was good to it was good to talk to uh, Eric Escobar to share his thoughts on uh, just the failed WWE run, unfortunately. But you know what? I I, I think I popped the most. One of the I was probably top five that I was excited about the most was when I interviewed Mark Lawrence because. I was so excited to talk to him because, you know, it was something about his uh, ring announcing. Now, of course, you get the Gary Michael Capetas. I've had him on my show. Dave Penzer, I've had him on my, on, on my show as well. So, you, usually, Capetta and Penzer are two of the top of all time. But for me, Mark Lawrence is up there because he had the most monotonous introductions in world-class championship wrestling. That uh, it was amazing to me though. It was he was just like real, real chill. Like he was, I love when he would introduce the Freebirds, and when he would introduce Buddy Roberts, he would say, "Ladies and gentlemen, from such and such to the coast, Buddy Roberts." And just real, just real chill. And uh, I loved it. About I talked about that with Mark on the show. Um, how I just loved his uh, his uh, ring uh, announcing style. So, next question. That was a good trip down memory lane, by the way. I, that was long overdue. Long overdue. Um, who was the first United States champion? Who was the first United States champion? Um, so, thank you, uh, Chat. Uh, see, Anthony. Anthony's on the spot tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Harley Race, Harley Race, handsome Harley Race, King Harley Race, and show us. Um, yeah, so thank you, chat room, uh, for allowing me to go down memory lane and uh, and, and talk about some, uh, yep, 1975, that's correct. Talk about some, hope, uh, some people I've had on the show. Uh, again, subscribe to iTunes. That was just a fraction of the people I've had on the show. I've had... Over 100 guests, and I have not missed a week of having a wrestler on the show um, in over two years. That is uh, such a blessing, and I, I give glory to God on that one. Cause, uh, just like you Don't said, let Kevin Nash book your show. Streak's going to end. <laughs> 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 well, it's one every week. Oh! Um, but, I, you know, I... I, I Respect to Kevin Nash because but yeah 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 it's 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 awesome man you know I I've talked to Shane Helms I've had Shane Helms on my show before I've talked to him off air as well and again I, I've said this before but I I, I give um, I give him all the credit man uh, as far as just uh, the um, I give him the credit as far as just really motivating me as far as just the wrestlers concerned. I mean, there's, there's people who I talk to a lot of, I've, I've, I've been blessed to keep some really good relationships with the people that I've interviewed. Um, and Shane Helms, he uh, said to me before we, we talked on the phone for a little while before, uh, before the interview, uh, when he was on my show, and he was just like, man, you know, I, I commend you for, for keep going. And um, he was talking about how uh, how he had a podcast, and he realized how much work yeah, he that was in, 
with having a podcast that he had it for a little while and then, you know, it ended, but he said, man, you know, you've been on the show for that. I mean, you've been on the air for that long. I commend you. So, uh, you know, major, major, major kudos for Shane Helms for doing that. Uh, Shane had a great thing going with the Gregory Helms run on SmackDown. I believe he suffered neck injury that kept him out a year. Yeah. Yeah. That injury was, uh, was bad news for him. All right, next question. What were Dutch Mantel's two manager names in WWE? How about that? That was a little tougher. What were two? What were the uh, Dutch Mantel's uh, two manager names in the WWE? Evan Tech Proud, what uh, uh, were your thoughts on the Dominion pay per view? SummerSlam Junior. No, I'm just joking. Um, <laughs> right. Maybe it is. It's New Japan SummerSlam. That's, that's for sure. I, I thought it was great. Uh, the, the the opening promo threw me off. I'm like, it looked like Tony Stark's house from the Avengers. <laughs> like, who was this person? Had a little teddy bear. It looked like Kenny Omega in the corner. Um, yeah. I thought I thought Dominion overall was was a, it's New Japan. It's a great pay per view. Us wrestling first that love it. It was this nonstop action. Um, God, I, I think I've joked. I don't know. I don't know if I understand if I said it on your show last week on my show, where I said Kenny Omega. I think we just showed. I think I said Kenny Omega and Okada was going to be like two and a half hours, and he almost reached ninety minutes. Yeah, it was a great pay per view. I mean. Action was tight. Uh, shout out to Jericho with the Alex the Large Clockwork Orange. I mean, he just keeps reinventing himself. I mean, gosh. I mean, it was about two table bumps. The match, the match didn't start yet. Yeah, yeah. Um, him winning. Omega, excuse me, sorry, fans. Omega finally winning, finally defeating Okada. And it was too early in the morning to start to call you, but, like, brother, your boy Okada finally lost. And it... It was a great pay per view. I really enjoyed it. It's a different feel from WrestleMania. <laughs> I mean, I watched it in my office, in my house, and I'm like, wow. This pay per view only felt like it was two and a half hours. But yet, we was at WrestleMania. We was there for over six, and it felt like a whole day. Yeah. <laughs> so, it is so. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like I said, New Japan. I know the question fans are probably going to ask in the chat, do you think Dominion was better than Russell Kingdom? I I would say Dominion, I give Dominion a slight edge over Russell Kingdom only because we, I didn't really expect Omega to win. And the fact that Jericho winning was clearly out the blue. I like the element of surprise. I, 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 Russell Kingdom this year was great. I just would give Dominion a slight edge. People are already calling Okada Omega five and a half stars. I read some articles today where they were saying some people were giving it four and a half. I'm not sure why Uncle Dave rated it, Dave Meltzer, but um, it, it, is, it told a great story. The, the Young Bucks is always great performances. Uh, um, Mysterio, his mask looked weird, him being there. Liger, it, it just had all the great elements. Um, Zack Sabre Jr., Will Osprey, that match was amazing. So, I, I enjoyed it. I did. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think it was a solid show, as always. I mean, you know, New J- 
it's tough for me to watch a New Japan pay-per-view and be dissatisfied, to be honest with you. Uh, yeah. And my expectations are pretty high, too, when it comes to New Japan pay-per-views because of what I have watched over the past few years, number of years, really, um, even dating back to the 90s. But specifically the Wrestle Kingdom series, uh, it's, it's tough to be dissatisfied, really. Um, and, yeah, I mean, they delivered as always, really. Uh, good job, Mo. Zebekiah, Uncle Zebekiah, and Zeb Coulter. Zebekiah and Zeb Coulter. You y'all forgot about the the uh Jacob and Eli Blue. <laughs> Zeb, Uncle Zebekiah. Um Yeah, yeah. So I don't know, you know, it's a good question as far as Russell Kingdom or Dominion. Hmm. Uh Russell Kingdom just continues to just Show off and show up and <laughs> impress me like crazy, but I will I will agree with you. I think Jericho um, winning uh, was was a, that was a surprise. Omega was not a surprise to me at all because of Carol uh, Harold Mage and um, you know he being the president now, starting real like a, a new regime. Um, so he wants the international flair to it. So I, I totally understand why Omega won, and it make, makes perfect sense. I mean, you know, Okada, he's had the title two years. He, he won – actually, he won a Dominion. He beat uh, Naito two years ago. So I totally understand 12 title defenses, two years as champ. Uh, Seaman in itself as being perhaps the greatest – uh, wrestler in, in the history of New Japan. I, you know, I'm I'm an Okada Mark, uh, and uh, he's in my top three. Say probably, let's see, I would say uh, current full time. I would say that Jay Lethal is number one, Roman Reigns number two, and Kazuchika Okada number three. So, so that's my top three right now. And it's been like that for a while. It's actually a few years that have been on my top three. Lethal number one, Reigns number two, Kazuchika Okada number three. So, uh, he's, you know, he's, I'm, I'm an Okada guy. I, I remember when he was in TNA and uh, they just underutilized the snot out of him. Um, thank you. Nice top three is what the comment says. Uh, and, and, you know, and it's like uh, now, <laughs> the past few years in New Japan, Ooh, man, they they know how to push someone and make him look like gold. And that's what they did with Okada. And, uh, you know, he proved it in the ring. You know, I like his music, too. Just just the little subtle stuff. Uh, he looks like a star. And so, yeah. Uh, but, you know, oh, Kenny Omega looks like a star, too. Uh, Daniel, Brian, Roman Reigns, and John Cena. Uh, I can't. Please I can't. Stop. I can't stop, really. stop. You know, stop. I'm not stop. seeing a guy Please. at any stretch, but I've came. Please. You know, seen has been in WWE for 16 years, so you know it's to the point it's where like you know he's he's done his dues. So you know, I, and, and, you know, with top three, I'm glad you said it. For me, I would I would say Omega, Okada, and Reigns. And you know, I'm not the biggest Reigns fan, but and and. Honorable mention Lethal and, and Seth Rollins, um, mm-hmm. but just Omega's been consistent for the past year and a half. I love Reigns and hate yep. Reigns. He's not had a bad match. I mean, Cena yeah, was on top. 
Right. Cena was on top, but Cena didn't have good matches with everybody. Reigns does, and I'm not a Reigns fan like that, but Reigns, I, I, I don't like his, I think Reigns is great for what he is. I think a lot of what Reigns has is generic, the, the, the believe that, his slogan's generic, the big dog generic name, but it just works. That's what he is. He, the big dog. Now yeah, the big dog. <laughs> I cringe every time he comes up. Michael Cole, the big dog. I'm like, oh. Oh, Michael. You know what? Michael Cole is uh, someone who has made Roman Reigns uh, jeered uh, because that that thing. I, I'm, I'm a Roman Reigns guy, man. You know, uh, GHP is hilarious. My top three: one, Seth, two, freaking, and three Rollins. <laughs> That's a good one. Clever. Burn it down. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. So I, I, I I'm a Roman Reigns guy, and um, you know I, I think that uh, people just want to be trolls nowadays. Yeah. I've seen it. I've seen it. I've seen it live. I've seen people cheer Roman Reigns, but so forget they need to boo him, and then forget that they need to boo him, and then start booing him. Like it, like that's how that's how bad it's gotten. They, they, like I've seen I've seen it. I, I I go to every single. I'm in Columbus, Ohio. I go to every single WWE uh, uh, event in Columbus. I have not missed one a live event in almost 20 years, and I I've seen it so many times. People cheer Roman Reigns when he come out. And then all of a sudden, like, oh yeah, all my, uh, you know, there's that pocket of people over there booing. Oh yeah, that's right, boo. And, and then you know, if you're asked, why are you booing Roman Reigns? Because uh, he's, be, because this he the thing can't to do. Uh, oh really? He's this uh, the thing to do. Miz said he could wrestle. Daniel Bryan said he could wrestle. They've put him over a bunch of times. Uh, hey. A lot of other people who uh, Paul Heyman said he could wrestle. Oh, okay. Well, um, he's uh, and... he he can't. Uh, he he's not good on the mic. Um, <laughs> so it's like yeah, I, I got I, I got this debate before on my show, and I even said, "Promise that boy, people forgetting the bull reigns." I I I think this is right before you start going to Mania with me uh, in Dallas. Would you at Would you at Mania in Dallas? No, just for Orlando and and okay. this year. So in Dallas, WrestleMania. When the rain spilled Triple H, tons of people was like, yeah, oh, dang, boo. <laughs> you can clearly <laughs> can see it. A hundred thousand people. And, and, and that, 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 that was around the time, we talked this another time on the show, that was around the time when it was starting to turn to like, okay, Reigns is, is going to be the next, he's going to be the man. And the fans... Yeah. By this time, it was like, okay, do we cheer for Triple H or do we boo Reigns? And Reigns was getting more boos than cheers. You clearly saw evident when he hit that spear. Guys was like, yeah, GHP, fantastic <laughs> comment. Okay, go go ahead. Uh, you said that we said when he hit the spear. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. he hit the spear, and you clearly saw a hundred thousand people. Yeah, oh dang, you know the people that was just booing him. <laughs> then, oh, oh, yeah, oh, wait a minute, oh, we're supposed to boo Reigns. Right, it was supposed to boom. It, 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 
it, it, it's like oh, it, and I told somebody about not talking on the mic, and I told somebody about Brett. You know, I've, I've talked to Brett before off, off air. I always respect Brett. Brett wasn't the best talker. He was the better wrestler. No, he was not. No, Brett not at all. Brett was not a good talker, and Brett just said it himself. That's why Brett wore the sunglasses. He was a little extra trivia for you. Now, Featherstone yeah. was nice, because if I start doing trivia, nobody's going to get it. That's why they call me Tex. I'm like Featherstone, like a wrestling historian in encyclopedia. Bret Hart wore sunglasses, not since out of 10, because he was nervous. He didn't like looking yeah. at the camera. Bret was by no means, he did some of the blandest. You talk about Roman Reigns? <laughs> Bret in the 90s with Hogan and Warrior and Savage, mm-hmm. and he did some of the most boring promos, yes. but he was good in the ring. Bret Hart, Reigns. Bret Hart his, he, he cannot... <laughs> Save his life if his promo depended on it. I'll say all that. Speaking of four out of ten, <laughs> Bret Hart's promo is a four out of ten, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, uh, he was he was just so bl- Cause you know, Shawn Michaels, when you're in the ring with the excellence of execution, it's going to be one, two, three for you, Nature Boy, and you are going to kick out. No, you're not, because I am Bret Hart. And it's just like... I, I uh, think the... <laughs> I, I, I would rather watch Skinner. And and, and, and I love Steve Kern. Uh, <laughs> I Skinner, would, yeah. Those fabulous one promos when they was on the horses, I would watch yeah. that a million times over. Or listen to a Tony Atlas promo, which made no sense oh, over Brett. Atlas, and Brett's Atlas a legend. <laughs> and Grant, we love Sting. Sting's the GOAT. Not that Sting was the greatest talker. He he was decent. You know, he said stuff that didn't yeah, make sense. Yeah. Like I'm 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 the great right shark and start barking. Sharks don't bark. Anyway. That was his gimmick though. Like that that yeah, was Sting. Yeah, like he was the surfer dude yell loud in the you know to, to the microphone, you know, I'm gonna get you, and I'm the great white tiger, you know, and and, and you know the the fans will pop because he's loud. I mean, not, he's not staying, right. Like a lot of stuff that thing said it makes sense, but he was just loud, <laughs> and that's the reason why the people pop. I gotta say this real quick from DHP. What's funny is that is the Samoan family style has always been the same, smash mouth. So if that's the case, the whole family can't wrestle, shake my head, let them hate, man. I mean, that, that, that ladies and gentlemen, right there yeah. is the comment of the Alpha and Sika, the wild Samoans, father and cousin. Yeah. There's Roman um, Reigns dead. And, and Roman Reigns' father is a WWE Hall of Famer. How about that? <laughs> WWE Hall of Famer. And uh, oh, also in the family blood, Rikishi. Hmm. I'm going to I'm tell any of the fans this. And I, I told a few fans this at show is jokingly. I know a good number of the Samoans. I've talked to Rikishi tons of times at conventions, backstage. I've talked to Sam Moo. I'm cool with this moment. They say, hey, brother, what's up? 
uncle, their cousins that run a big, big, big town in Allentown, Pennsylvania. They're like descendants of cousins, just like Office Seeker. They're related some way. Are you going to go to that face and tell them that Roman Reigns sucks? Right. Or tell them, right. yeah, I, I don't think you will. <laughs> we I both talk about, to them I face to face. Like, well, uh, who doesn't? Uh, doesn't know why he doesn't like. He doesn't know. Doesn't know why he dislikes Roman Reigns. Going up to one of the, uh, you know, one of the uh, Fatu or the NOIE family people, and they go up to him and they say, "Roman Reigns is terrible." I could just imagine like <laughs> the the Fatu going up to say, "What you say, Oops. <laughs> and like, and having that like, type of having that type of face, like, uh, "Oh, I'm serious." And then after that, Roman Reigns probably run away. And one one thing yeah. about them, and I'll say this real quick, is last year I, I was out talking to Rakeesha and Samu. Was at the show in Pennsylvania backstage just talking and laughing. They are not, they're very straightforward. And reason how I knew this is when I, I was respecting Rakeesha and Samu, but when, and this is verbatim, Rakeesha will tell you this. I asked Rakeesha about his sons. And he said, quote, unquote, those are my boys and I love them. He said, Johnny needs to start listening to his dad's advice. They're doing good, but they start listening to their father who knows better than them. They could do better. And I was like, whoa, okay. That sums it up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know what he was talking yep. about. And he used their Samoan names. I'm not saying it. He said, Johnny and Jimmy or Joey. And he said, and ad lived and said, you know, there's some more names, whatever. And he said, they start listening to me because they hard-headed. They'll do better. <laughs> I don't know what he meant, but he told me, and, and my staff can back it up. We said, okay. He said, sorry, I'm the straightforward. <laughs> yeah, he was straightforward so, news on my show, too. He said Roman Reigns need to turn heel, <laughs> and he was <laughs> right. Yeah. All right. So we got uh, we got some talking to do. We got some uh, UFC CM Punk to talk about. So I mean, pretty much, pretty much. I mean, it was it was a really good pay per view. Uh, like I said, I reviewed it in in uh, detail at any podcast following that. So uh, if you're to see the wrestling YouTube channel. Check out the Wrestling Inc. podcast. I was on there going in-depth about Dominion. Um, yeah, real good. Um, like I said, Kenny Omega deserved it. I think it was long overdue. I'm on. I mean, long overdue in a way, but I was totally fine with Omega being champ for two years. So, But, you know, while Omega won, it's off to him for sure. So, Anthony, yes, trivia is a weekly part of the show. We have trivia every single week. Um, so, yeah. Um, uh, I, I'm looking, man. Ishii and Suzuki, uh, man, those slaps. Were, oh man, yeah. Were, uh, so I mean, just just at all, my good to see Michael Elgin. It was a good night for Canada, that's for sure. Michael Elgin, Chris Jericho, and Kenny Omega all won titles, and they're all uh, they're all Canadian. Chris Jericho's not from Canada. He wasn't born in Canada. He was born in New York, but uh, uh, he decided to, you know, his family decided to go to Canada. I think his uh, dad uh, uh, was into NHL hockey, if I'm not mistaken. So uh, Winnipeg, uh, Winnipeg is uh, Chris Jericho and Kenny Omega's uh, stomping ground. So 
Big night for Winnipeg and big night for Canada as well. Don Callos was marking out like a little kid uh, during the match and at the pre-show. I mean, at the post-show. So, yeah, that played in the NHL. All right. Uh, before we get into that was in Breaking the Code, good DVD. Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah, thank you for sharing that. Um, I don't know if I've ever seen that. I've seen plenty of DVDs. I don't know if I've ever I think I'm going to try to. Uh, who was the Intercontinental Champ when the belt changed to the old school and current design? How about, see, look, GHP. Looks like you guys, you guys are ready to have, you, you, you got your, you got your fingers on the, on the, uh, uh, on the on the on the phone or on the on the keyboard, I, I respect y'all for that, man. I respect y'all for that for sure. Uh, New Japan has three Canadian champions, Mo. Um, well, two, well, three, I guess you can say, because Jericho Canadian, I think, you know. So, um, Cody Rhodes, that is correct. GHB has I got trivia that's a little easy. Rhodes. Um, yeah, so Elgin won the Never title. He's from Canada. Uh, Jericho's Canadian, I guess you can say. He, he won the uh, Unicontinental title, and of course, Omega is Canadian. He's from Canada. He won the uh, the top prize. Uh, yeah, Cody Rhodes turned it into the white belt, the white, white leather. So, And I was so excited because I was, I was not a fan title design before that. So I, I got a trivia. It's ugly. Who was the first person to receive the rock bottom finishing move? There you go. Who was the first person to receive the rock bottom finishing move? That's a question from Evan Tech Proud. Alright, so UFC, as you guys are figuring that out, uh, UFC 225 <laughs> Particularly CM Punk. We're just going to talk about CM Punk. Um, uh, I've seen the Rock DVD and seen it. Ugh, is what, uh, is what the comment says. Um, and read his book. So you, you, so you should know. You should know. Triple H is the guest from Anthony. No. Is that correct? Nope. Nope. Not Triple H. That is correct. Um, interesting. All right. So you guys keep guessing. Randy Orton, Billy Gunn, any of those? <laughs> I'm seeing a bunch of answers. <laughs> no. Uh, neither. Billy Gunn nope. was around uh, then. Uh, the it had to be someone in the nation. My guess was Farouk. Nope. Uh, nope, not Farouk. Mark. I get an answer. Oh. Savio Vega Dilo. <laughs> nah, it, I'll tell you real quick. It, it, it just had to be the ugliest, one of the ugliest ones. It was Road Warrior Hawk doing uh yeah, Road Warrior Hawk doing the, the the six man tag or the four man tag. It was doing the um Survivor Series. Screw job. <laughs> yeah. The screw job of gang rules. It was one of them two. I think it was the screw job pay per view. He just did it. As a matter of fact, it was it just came out to believe Warrior well, yeah, Hulk just no he just this went splat and oh what a move. No, it was oh man. Did he didn't have a name. <laughs> it, Look it up, man. They probably thought it was GHP. A <laughs> Look it up. It was it was 
Survivor Series, whatever the full way tag it was, it was The Rock and, and you know, whoever it was, Road Warriors or something. And I think Fredis and LaFon was even in that match, something like that. And he was oh. <laughs> no move, no name. What Survivor Series Say that again? Was that the one that was like Vader, Steve Blackman? Yeah. Uh, yeah, Furnace of the Fun, I think it was against, like, Gold Dust. Let me check it. Yeah, let me, let me, uh, what year was that? 98? 90, 90, was it, I think it was doing the, 90, uh, actually it was 97. Uh, was it 96? Must have been 97. He was doing the, um. That's quite a name for taking the first rock bottom, yes. Botch bottom, yes. <laughs> that, is, that is what it was called. Someone called it the botch bottom. Uh, just imagine, just imagine Jr. calling botch bottom, botch bottom, Actually, botch bottom. Uh, it was the uh, Survivor Series '96. The screw job was Ken Shamrock, Ahmed Johnson, and the Legion of Doom against the Nation of Domination for Root D'Lo, Kama Mustafa, and Rocky Malvia. Yep. That was '97 Survivor Series. '97 screw yeah. job, which was which was technically called bottom. technically it was called <laughs> Gang Rules, but it would be forever known as just the screw job. That's just the name yes, of the TV, the screw, screw job. Absolutely. Um, uh, it's all common here. There's video of, on Raw of Hawk completely no selling the five star frog splash from our really? attack match. Really? I remember that. I, I remember that. Our, uh, um, RVD and Kane won. That's when uh, LOD made the return, made like a one night return, oh, yeah. and they put over RVD and Kane. But uh, Hawk just completely just no no sells the frog splash. <laughs> yes, that was hilarious. <laughs> Hey, that's the flavor of the week. The most famous no sells. Hogan's gonna be on yes. all five. Uh, no, I think the most. I think the biggest. You know what? I'll just. I'll just go straight to number one right now. The, the best no sell of all time was Bruiser Brody Cage match Lex Luger. <laughs> if, yeah, if y'all. The best. If y'all have never seen that. Please Google Bruiser Brody versus Lex Luger in the cage. It got to the point where Lex Luger left the match. He, he left. Just left. The yeah, he left. <laughs> and, and, and he was he was petrified of Brody, and he just started looking at him. He starts felt like he was. You know how Luger does. This. Ow! Ow! You know. You know. He did. <laughs> Ow! You know. And, and he and he was punching Brody. And Brody just started looking at him, just no selling like crazy. And uh, Luger was scared out of his uh, draws almost. <laughs> so it was, yeah. It, he was, that, he was that's number out. one. But, but to me, after that, and I was here for Super Brawl 5, I was here in Baltimore, one of the greatest cities. Hogan no sell Vader's powerbomb. Ah. And Hogan well, got that a right lot, up. Though. Yes, he would and do that a lot. Like when he would hawk up, I hated it. He would yes. like he, they would do the move, and he would get it right back up and just and do the whole hawk up thing. WWE uh, has oh. edited edited this in the network. They're, you're going to hear cheers. I guarantee you because I've documented this in a book, Battleground, uh, Baltimore book, great book, touched with the history of Baltimore wrestling here in the state since the Civic Center in the 50s all the way to now. 
the crowd booed. This is when we was everyone was tired of Hogan Hulkamania. But yeah. my favorite no sell was the roadways against Sting and Liger. It was uncensored or slamboree or something. Mm-hmm. Sting C-Plex's animal. <laughs> I don't know if this was planned. Animal got right up and kicked Sting so hard in his stomach. Like, oh, yeah. Sting did yeah. Liger. And I was like, okay, was that no was that no so planned? Cause they, they you know the rope, they just no sold each other. Luger no sold the C flags. Sting no sold the power slam. Hawk no sold the yep. kick. I'm like, <laughs> uh, I got uh, I got to give some props to Anthony uh, for the the mania one uh, war warrior eating that pedigree for Triple H. He got right oh, back yeah. up. That was yes, that was a good. That's a good one, Anthony, for sure. Absolutely. Which, um, all right, next. Yeah. Uh, go ahead. What are you saying? Now, say which, which um, on the VHS tapes they removed that match in the Huckster and Nacho Man match from the VHS um, mm. version. Mm, interesting. Uh, next, next trivia question: Who did Booker T defeat to become World Heavyweight Champion in WWE? Who did Booker T defeat to become World Heavyweight Champion? And WWE already on it, on it tonight. Red Mysterio. Um, <clears throat> Red Mysterio. Because Chavo Guerrero turned on Red Mysterio. And he helped the one King Booker. Um, so, all right. So, uh, UFC, this has been a fantastic show, by the way. Uh, UFC 225, uh, CM Punk, uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, what are your what are your thoughts on CM Punk uh, losing to Mike Jackson? Mike Jackson. Dana White uh, said that, and uh, Mike Jackson's not going to step foot in uh, UFC. Well, he said CM Punk isn't either, but Mike Jackson's not going to uh, return to uh, UFC because he was arrogant and uh, he was unimpressive. Uh, so. And I'll I'll have my I'll have my thoughts on on that in just a bit uh, after you go go for it, uh, Evan. Punk, I don't know. I used to say this about Brett. Punk is just so bitter. Just the name Punk just vexes me. You're known to wrestle. Being in MMA, you can talk about Brock all you want. You can talk about Lashley all you want. Shamrock Severin and our friends with Shamrock and Severin, Severin, I'm sorry, and Bass Rutten. You realize how tough it is to be an MMA fighter. It's mm-hmm. a whole nother world. For them men to transcend the world of MMA, mixed martial arts, UFC, and to actually be successful in wrestling, two totally different disciplines, means something. CM Punk, me, he looks sick. I'm like, were you that small in WWE? Because he looks even smaller, and, and I can. One hundred and sixty-nine pounds is what he was. He weighed in as one hundred and sixty-nine pounds. I was in like, WWE. What? He was billed as what? Two twenty. Yeah, about two fifteen, around there. Two twenty. So he probably was. Yeah, he probably was realistically about two ten. But you know how they inflate weight, so he was probably about two hundred. Yeah, about two hundred. Yeah, yeah two hundred, two hundred five. Yeah. He looks sick to mm. me. And and okay, I give you credit for trying. You tried. You at least did it. You know, it's not like oh, I wish I would have did it. You tried. But it's like man, you, you barely landed a punch. 
You lasted three rounds. You didn't get knocked up. Well, come on, man. Yeah. And then you're going to burn your bridge and say, I'm never going to WWE. Look, never say never. Because what are you going to do after? After the money dry up, no, after your your after your your stock plummets, what are you going to do? Because at the end of the yeah. day, I always say this: if Bret Hart can come back to Vince after his brother died, and Bret came back and reconciled with Sean and reconciled with Vince, if Bruno could come back, if Warrior could come back, sadly Warrior and Bruno is gone. If others could come back, and he went through a lot worse things, if Foley could come back, and him and Vincent had shot matches, and Austin, and Michael, and so many yep. other people that's come back to Vince that went through a lot more yep. than just you not being happy or being used. Get over it. They made a DVD from him, uh, off of him, uh, making fun of him. Uh, the rise, uh, oh, was it the self-destruction of the Ultimate Warrior? And he came back and right. did the whole thing. And at the end of the day, it's, okay, Punk, I'll give you credit. You tried a UFC. Yeah. You failed. It's not your thing. Go back to what you know. Pick your weight back up. Work out. You already know when you go back to there to be a wrestling, you're going to make tons of money because people are going to want to see you. Just go back to doing yeah. that. Even if you don't want to go to WWE, go to New Japan. Do what Jericho did. Go to Impact. Go to RH. You go to RH, you could do do another uh, homecoming tour, like if Daniel Bryan doesn't resign. They'll eat that up. Punk and Lethal. Punk and whoever. Yeah, Say that again? Yeah. I right. said, of course, RH. Yeah. Right. And, and my theory is just because you're not happy because you weren't, uh, you, you won the case good. Whip de doo. You won the case cool. But come on, man. We and I, I say this, and I not tooting horns. Me and you, of all people, know all all shows both been respected. We done interviewed and talked to you enough of the boys and WWE Hall of Famers and legends to know. We done heard some stories that we can't even talk about on air of how times they just weren't happy with how they were being used. Austin has said it. Tommy right. Tons on his podcast. Jericho has said it. Big Show has came yep. on and said on Jericho's podcast. I didn't like what was going on. Right back, dog. Yeah, right, right, <laughs> right, right back. It's, it's come on. It, it's, that's a part of life. If you don't like how you're being used, you walked out. Okay, get over it, suck it up, you know, uh, you know, get yourself together, pick up some weight, and go back to WWE. Because honestly, right now, you could use WWE. WWE, Don Shaw could use you. I mean, I, I, that, that's, that's just my theory is, it's like it, you you tried UFC good. You got to give the man credit for trying. He tried. Cool, but you failed. You you can't be good at everything. You're not Brock. You're not Dan Severin or Kenny Shamrock or whoever. You're not even Lashley. So just go back to wrestling. What else you going to do? Paint pictures? You here's, do my, that here's my thing. <laughs> here's my thing. I, I, think, I think that CM Punk um, – you know, he he said that you know he his life earnings basically was whisked away you know from the from the uh, trial. Of course, you know uh, from what I've heard, he he was he's a he was a pretty good steward over his money in WWE. So he's got money to last him for a while. But you know he's thirty nine. He'll be forty this year. 
how long is that WWE money gonna uh, gonna give him? He'll, you know, he he'll get paid yeah, in royalties. Is that is that what he's gonna uh, hinge on royalties for the next twenty thirty years? You know, but who's wearing the shirt? And, and, and it's like here's the thing. He's got a hat. He he made uh, was I think I think thirty. I think um, Mike Jackson made thirty five thousand dollars, if I'm not mistaken, or maybe thirty somewhere on there. Um, CM Punk made five hundred three thousand dollars by losing, and. It was so lopsided <laughs> that, that uh, it was like twenty-five or thirty-five thousand dollars that Mike Jackson made for that fight. Over a half million dollars that CM Punk just made by just going there and and getting beat up, you know. And it's like that to me is you know I understand UFCs pay based on popularity. Like for instance, uh, Alistair Overeem got beat up in the prelims by, um, you know, um, he got beat up in the prelims um, by elbow strikes. But he made over $800,000 that fight. And is incredible. <laughs> that, is, that is crazy. Like, in the prelims, he made more money than anybody. And he was in the prelims. That's because I think he had like a four hundred thousand dollar endorsement from like uh, Reebok or something, something like that. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So it's like, wow, <laughs> he, he, that's 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 the that's crazy to me. But here's the thing: people like Bellator, like sponsors, would get behind CM Punk. Um, Kurt is uh, Blade, uh is, is who he got beat up by. But Overham, Overham's been a while. He's been around for a while. He's thirty-eight, and he's had uh what sixty. He's had sixty UFC fights. Um, well, he's he, sixty MMA fights. So, uh, yeah, it, it was <laughs> it, it was surprising because he's been around for so long. But you know, um. You know, and and that's the thing. I don't see CM Punk going back to WWE, and that's not a bad thing because you know he. And I said this, I said this before. I said this on the Wrestling Epoch podcast. I think that, I think that Vince McMahon and Triple H, their their relationship was very sour, mostly because Triple H. Triple H didn't want anything to do with them. Uh, you know, I, I know people who were former WWE writers, and they've said that you know he was unpleasant backstage, and that's coming from a WWE writer. There's like, like you said, Evan. There's way more than that, but that's a part of it. And um, so, him and Triple H, they just couldn't get along. Triple H is in more power now than when CM Punk left. You know, four and a half years ago, almost. And so, I don't you know. But even with that. I still think that uh, I still think that Vince McMahon and Triple H will be willing to extend the olive branch to CM Punk, uh, but I don't think CM Punk will uh, he, he won't accept it, and that's and that's what I believe because another thing from my, from what I heard with people is that he you know he has a way with holding grudges. So have we seen that? Have you seen that with yeah. uh, with Coca Cola? 
We've seen that with um, with Cody with Corey Graves, the whole tweet that he was doing, uh, um, you know, following the match. So listen, uh, you, you, that, that is something I, I can honestly say. I, I I was a little late, you know, on a, on a personal tip. I was really busy this week and I cut over everything else. I'm behind on a Corey Graves tweet. I just heard someone say he bashed Punk. I don't know what he said, um, but. You're right. He punk holds grudges, and all belief is life is too short. You you can make money. Yeah. It ain't all about money, but you need money to survive. Certainly, you know, I think I, I think the CM would be just fine. I think the WWE would take him. Um, I think it'll be up to him whether he wants to go or if he, come or, or if he wants to go. Um. You know, I can see him being a commentator in someone like somewhere like Bellator. You know, I I just don't an MMA an MMA career for CM Punk is just a no go. And here's the thing, you know, people people say this, and I've heard this by many wrestlers. You know, hey, you you got to live your dream and all that. I don't necessarily agree with that logic because I can be like, hey, you know, I wanted to skydive and broke my leg twice. You know, but hey, you got to live your dream. No, you know, if I broke my leg the first time, I probably uh, realized that I'm not the best guy. So it's you know, it's it's like, uh, hey, listen, if I want to, if I wanted to scuba dive and almost drown the first time, um, well, I don't know if scuba diving a second time is probably the best idea. So, uh, you know, I, I do give kudos to Sam Pump for trying the first time. I will. I will yeah. give him that. I. I don't. I don't think. I don't think that CM Punk should have had a UFC fight. I don't agree with that whatsoever. Unfair for a lot of people. People actually have to go through the Ultimate Fighter, you know, series. You know, and yeah, like, but well, on on a business now, tip, you understand now, why he has a name that was going to generate money. Well, of course, of course, you know, of course that, and he and, and he got paid out the wazoo both times, but at the same time, it's like you have MMA, you have legit MMA fighters who right. go through it. the whole you know, training process, years of training, uh, years of putting putting in other. Look at Ronda Rousey, you know, what I mean, she yeah, put in yeah. some work, you know, and uh, she some work. Uh, Misha Tate as well. She, the, Both of them put in work in other promotions before they went to UFC. And they, a lot of people who are really uh, good have graduated, you know, graduated into UFC. They, didn't want to, they weren't just thrust in UFC their first match, uh, their first fight with hardly any training. And it's like, you know, it, it's really, it's really, really tough to to really make any logic, you know, of of, of uh, CM Punk and his decision to to do UFC. Yeah. But here's the thing: he's he's not an MMA guy. I think that's quite clear. Uh, if he wants to do commentary, I think he was good to commentary at WWE. I think it was yeah, good. He was. And, you know, I think it was that he kind of found his niche uh, while he was injured. And I think he'd be good commentating in uh, for MMA. We'll see. Uh, we'll yeah. see uh, where this goes. Uh, Dana White doesn't want him in UFC anymore, so we won't see any UFC fights. Um, and why not? Because he's not making he's not making him any money. 
Well, you know, he, he, he drew some people in uh his first UFC fight, but he was he was he opened the card uh this time. So they weren't he wasn't the feature because they realized that it wasn't uh it was gonna be a it could be first it could have been a first round loss again, but you know. Uh, he, he tried, the first you know, he, and, uh, he tried something else, you know, did it. He just go back to what you know. Eddie Murphy tried to sing. Yeah. That didn't work. You know, other people tried to sing and do other things. Yeah. It just didn't work. Yeah. Yeah, there's uh, Michael Jordan tried baseball, ladies and gentlemen. And he used to go. Hey, he did. So. See what he did with that. Everybody can't yeah. see Deion Sanders or Bo Jackson or Herschel Walker. Right, right. Dion and Bo are the two that, uh, that can do it and did it, but uh, Her- Michael Her- Jordan's Walker, goat, but... now. Remember how great Herschel Walker was? He got almost got drafted yeah. twice. You forget about Herschel Walker. Yeah. Sport athlete, absolutely. Yeah. Finally, Look, let's come through said. the headlines. We've had so much to talk about tonight, so uh, we just just real quick on these headlines. Here we go. Got a comment saying Dana White said he should have put it on the fight past the prelims. Yeah, uh, I've said this before. Punk and Mike Jackson just looked—they uh, just stunk up the place. They, it was an embarrassment to UFC. They both looked absolutely terrible. Oh yeah, Enzo Amora going to House of Glory. Um, very interesting. So he uh, he teased that he was. Um, Going to retire and put up wrestling. He did his rap song, which I listened to, and it was it was absolutely. What was awesome. that? Uh, no, I understand what uh, he was talking about. It was it was it was bad, uh, but you know it was as real one, which is his Twitter handle. So, uh, all right. So real quick, real quick on these things. Bobby Roode wants to face John Cena at WrestleMania. Um, Ew. Yeah, I mean, uh, um, Cena. You know, Cena should be putting over people now, so. I think I think Bobby Roode can have a strong heel run between now and Mania. He's got uh, you know a little less than ten months. So I think he can be a really strong heel before then. And uh, for Cena to put him over, I think it'd uh, be all right. Uh, Godfather revealed that he was supposed to be in the NWO instead of Virgil. How about that? Oh man! Uh, yeah. yeah, they said that. He said that in a recent episode of Photo Shoot, and he said that um, they accepted Virgil. Well. He had a verbal contract re- ready um, to go, and he didn't receive any more correspondence from him. And uh, all of a sudden, he saw Virgil <laughs> on an episode of Nitro. Uh, and so basically, what happened was WCW, or as my boy Duffy would say, WCW, baby. Uh, they, <laughs> Virgil was willing to come. For a fraction of the amount uh, that the negotiation was with the Godfather, but it all worked out though, because I don't think he'd be in the Hall of Fame if he made that. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm still skeptical about the Godfather being in the Hall of Fame, but you know, he's in the Hall of Fame, so uh, he had a much more successful career, in my opinion. I think that uh, uh, than he would have if he went to the NWO. Uh, photo shoot is good stuff on the network. I've watched all of them except for uh, Go Dust. I haven't watched that yet, and I and I will uh, probably within the next day or two. 
Uh, Eric Bischoff feels the WWE Fox deal can be devastating to the wrestling industry. Uh, his logic on that is uh, that um, he feels that it's tough. He, he, feel, he feels that it makes it tough um, that, yeah, Godfather went in before Vader. Yeah, that, that's tough. Uh, <laughs> Bischoff feels that it'll be tough for people uh, um, like Ring of Honor, New Japan to get like big station, big money deals. He feels like Raw and SmackDown's kind of uh, cornered the market on like huge mega deals, which, you know, which makes a lot of sense. Uh, But he did also say um, that uh, although it's, it, that would hurt, that hurt financially because WWE just landed a, Two billion dollar deal between Raw and SmackDown with NBC and Fox, respectively. Um, there's a way to, and I've talked about I've talked about this with Nick Aldis and a, a bunch of other people in the Indies that I had on my show. It, it's so much easier nowadays to make a really good living. I think there I think there was a picture of like Joey Ryan and he had like a mansion or a really nice house, um, and you know. He, uh, his deal is going around indie shows and having people grab his crotch and he squeezes his arms together and twists his arms and they sell it. <laughs> so, although I think that that's absurd, um, he has a nice house because of it nowadays. So, um, yeah. So uh, Vince is low-key making SmackDown Live better than Raw now to impress Fox. Yeah, I've said that. I've said that, man. You know, it's it's one of those things that uh, SmackDown has been head and shoulders the better show. Uh, yeah. It was, it, was, it, was, it was this time as well, you know. So, we, you know, we see that. So, um, Ted DiBiase uh, says that WrestleMania 4 was the biggest moment of his career. I don't think he should have won a um, – Oh, WWE Championship, man. You know, they made the million-dollar title for him. Uh, if you – speaking of WWE Network, I think you guys should watch the uh, Something Else to Wrestle With. Man, those are good. And um, yeah. the one on DiBiase was good. I've seen all – I didn't see the John Cena one. To be honest with you, I just really didn't care about a, a two-hour show about yeah, Cena. I may watch it just to just to watch it, but that's the only <laughs> one I, 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 um, I did see the uh, CJ. I did see the WWE CW, and that was the most controversial one, and a lot was shared. And I agree with I agree with Bruce in a lot of ways. I, I'm an ECW mark, um, but. You know, it was one of those, at the end of the day, they, they argued like crazy, uh, Bruce and Conrad did. But I think at the end of the show, they both came to a conclusion that um, a lot of times, man, with, with that stuff, you know, you, you, you have to you have to just kind of uh, uh, sail and kind of coast on the memories that were, that were, uh, uh, that were made uh, instead of trying to recreate something that just tarnishes the legacy. And I think that's, you know, unfortunately that's what happened with ECW. You know, it's like, uh, I, I, see, and I'm that guy who puts WWE ECW over. 
because people like Matt Hardy had a resurgence. People like Jack Swagger uh, had a good catapult in his career. Kofi Kingston, Shelton Benjamin had a, a nice uh, kind of resurgence. Uh, Matt Seidel uh, or, or uh, was it Evan, Evan Bourne uh, had, a, had a nice uh, run. Christian uh, was champ. Dreamer was able to come back again and, and just uh, and, and go for a while. It really boosted Mark Henry's uh, career. Uh, it boosted Kane's career. It gave Chavo Guerrero a world championship. So I mean, there's I wrote an article about it when I used to be a feature columnist on Bleach Report a few years back. I wrote uh, Seamus as well. Yep, Anthony. Is, um, yeah, and it's yeah, and I wrote an article a few years back. There's a lot of benefits. CM Punk uh, got started his you know main roster career there uh, and became super over. Uh, so you know William Regal had a resurgence there. Uh, yeah, John Morrison Regal. John Morrison, of course, he was in Nitro before then, and so but John, but you know it still established him as a upper mid hard main event style, you know, uh, singles wrestler. So, you know, I think that uh, there's so many things about how uh, the, the WWE, CW that were uh, good. Uh, and I think that the problem with it was the fact that it was still under the ECW brand. I think that was the biggest thing. I think that if everything happened in ECW for the time that it was there, minus them, them still trying to do the originals part. I think that we would have liked it if it was a different brand name, but the very fact is that so many people, rightfully so, so many people extreme championship wrestling and they didn't receive it. I think that's where the problem comes with a lot of people, but I agree with that. Uh, calling it ECW and, and making it a WWE product was uh uh, I think there's some criticism that comes with that, but at the same time, it became very beneficial to a lot of people. So, and you can't recreate ECW. You know, it's like listen, we TNA did the Hardcore Justice pay per view when you had Cajones and uh, PJ Polanco, a whole bunch of uh, names that you couldn't use. Uh, that TNA had to make up, you know, and had to create different names. Well, he's been PJ Polanco for a while, but Cajones was crazy to me. It was supposed to be Balls Mahoney, but they changed it to Cajones. And so, you know, the the whole EV 2.0 thing was a disaster in TNA. You know, Shane Douglas has tried to recreate ECW uh, with the hardcore uh, homecomings and stuff like that. Good moments, but when you do like Extreme Rising, they tried to do that. That didn't work out. So, they, they've tried plenty of times to try to recreate the ECW brand, and it's been a failure every time. So, you know, they tried, but it, it didn't work, and that's just basically how it went. Next trivia question. WWE bragging rights only lasted two years, 2009 and 2010. This person was WWE champ both times, but lost in each Main event. Wow. EHP. I got a I got a comment. John Cena. Uh that's that's a running that's another I do that's like I do it for you. Uh 
Uh, that's a running joke. You have a pancake photographer. <laughs> when we say John Cena, we have to say it in a way. <laughs> we have to say it like Justin Roberts. John Cena. Um, Randy Orton. Uh, good job. 2009 lost to John Cena. And uh, 2010 lost to Wade Barrett. Uh, people were people were spelling John in different variations on the chat room right now. Uh, all right, so <laughs> without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get to the Raw and SmackDown review real quick before we get to these uh, CM Punk things. Um, I would put the music over for you today, but for the sake of time, I'll let you get right into the Raw and SmackDown review. Uh, just real quick, so we can get into these uh, CM Punk. Uh, Matches. So they get faster. He was breaking up a little bit. Uh, go right into the Raw and SmackDown review, so we can jump into these CM Punk matches. Uh, uh, I thought I thought Raw was okay. Uh, SmackDown overall the better show. Um, going backwards. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. Oh, this week, Nakamura and AJ Styles. I hope Nakamura wins uh, just to do something different. Gosh, we totally forget AJ Styles is champ. He's not the only thing that really yeah. put so much um, yeah. momentum behind him. Uh, I thought SmackDown was cool. Uh, Carmella, she, I still like her. I feel like she's losing a little bit of steam. Um, the women main event in SmackDown again was really something different. Uh, when it comes to Raw, uh, I thought Raw was okay. Is is it me or is it? It's like oversaturation with Strowman. I love Strowman, but it's like yeah, I'm starting to feel that too. And it's like just don't overdo him. And to me, both both briefcases for some reason throw me off. I'm used to one. It's like you know Rollins. You know Rollins, of course, one of the hottest things, and that's cool, but. I just hope we just don't get – I feel like we're getting Strowman overload. Lashley's still lost in purgatory. Reigns is going against Ginger Juice, but Ginger Juice is just a placeholder until we end up seeing Reigns against Brock again for SummerSlam. So, yes. I, I really I yes. really feel for, video for Lashley. Video me say, uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which people are mad about that, but it, 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 it makes sense and business-wise. He's – Come on, it makes sense. Oh, Reigns man. against Brock again. I mean, you just saw Okada and Omega Four, which is different because we don't see New Japan every week. But they're the two biggest draws. You can get about Brock. He's broke Punk's record, 434 days. He's only defended the title 10 times. But guess what? He's made more money than Punk has. The ratings didn't do anything. They didn't even they didn't even nudge an inch or 16 from Punk was champ. We'll talk about more of that in Flavor of the Week. Brock is an attraction. When you see him, it's special. He makes money. Yes, his matches could be better, but that's just who he is right now. He's not baby Brock from 2002, 2003, 2004. He was doing all these different moves to Brock Lock, and, which I love, and all them other moves. And he was nicknamed the Manster, which didn't count. Uh, catch on. But, but I, I enjoy SmackDown. Like like one of the viewers said, or listeners said in the chat room, I feel SmackDown lately has been the better show. Uh, it's easier for me to follow. Uh, the, the Raw, 
Raw is not a chore to watch, but Raw is three hours, so it's like it's like I'm watching an eight hour marathon. Yeah, it's so long, and it's like, come on. Uh, And it's long, and it's long not because it's exciting, because I remember watching three hour nitros and and wanting more. It was great. Yeah. Yeah, Raw. Yeah. It's just always. I mean, I haven't. I haven't been impressed with the raw for a long time, and I agree. I mean, uh, it's got to come, and I feel like I hear that roar like five times a night on raw. Uh, yeah, I mean, I like Braun. I like Braun a lot, man. But yeah, man, you just gotta. Uh, you're starting to get overloaded, and that's, that's and that's it, what turns the people. It, you know, it, you've got a full. Proof baby face right now that everybody loves Braun Strowman, but if you start shoving him down our throats, what happens he's, to the marks? He's talking. He's talking too oh. much. It's why he is he, talking way too much. It, it, and and, and I, I could say this, and you know, you're married, Featherstone. You know, beautiful wife and kids. You know, I'm, I'm about to be married myself. Of you met my lovely girlfriend. It's like a relationship. Like, you need. Some space, even when you live together, mm-hmm. you gotta have that time to yourself. You go to work, you're married, you're home together, you still need a couple hours to yourself. Being around each other is great. You can even overdo that. You still need some type of separation. I would to you, you know, you do your stuff, I do my stuff. Because you're around each other 24 7, you're gonna get on each other's nerves. And I use that analogy with wrestling. Well, Strowman is too much. Yeah, I'm starting to see. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to run through my Raw and SmackDown real quick. But, yeah, we're starting to see too much of uh, Braun. He's starting, he's starting to be too much on the mic, too. I mean, just, just way too much. Um, just killing just, just killing the, the, the character, killing the mystique. Um, Elias is still money. Looking forward to that match. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. And I got to forget him. Team, I'm still not sold on them being all the way up to, um, you know, world title contenders, uh, tag team title contenders. Lastly, was getting some pops, man. I think that they're kind of um, moving over to him being like the military guy, you know, and uh, and, and the army guy, and gotta respect the military. Yeah, so he's bro. getting pops. You know, they're they're using it to their advantage. So I gotta give it to I gotta give that to him. So. Um. Yeah, you know the obstacle course thing. I was probably it was still a, a dud st- segment, but it was probably the best out of the, the all, out of all of them. Really, I mean, poor yeah. Bailey. I mean, what the heck does she do wrong? Oh yeah. Uh, I forgot all arm. about her. She's lo- losing matches left and right. And, oh man, it's tough. Uh, tough to see that. Hey. Um. So yeah, we'll and Drew Man and Drew McIntyre is just money. Uh I've chatted with him a couple times recently. Um he was on my show and uh we chat and um I'm trying to get some things together so, so stay tuned. Follow Chris Prolific. Um but yeah. Good good guy, man. Great guy. Um uh, I mean, uh, Becky Lynch still went in so now Bailey's gonna take that spot and keep losing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Becky yeah. That's his name. Um, yeah, so uh, good to see Brian. I mean, it was good matches. I mean, Brian and Benjamin was a good match. Nakamura and Hardy was a good match. Rusev and Joe was a good match. I mean, solid matches throughout the night. 
Rusev and Joe, I just don't understand. I just don't, I don't get it. I'm a traditionalist. Two heels going together and a heel being a, um, you know, referee. Uh, yeah, what, you know. Um, so, um, yeah, but, uh, and then at the end, it was good to see Oscar win, but does that mean that uh, Oscar's going to lose? She bet, she bet not get pinned by Carmella. That would be absolutely terrible. And what the heck is going on with Jeff Hardy nowadays? He's the U.S. <laughs> champion. He loses. So, uh, too bad for that. All right. So, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, let's uh, skim through this because we got to go through the predictions as well. Brother Week, here we go. It is now time for the Flavor of the Week. Okay. Yeah, the Miss pa- <laughs> the uh, Pancakes. I mean, was fun, too. All right. So, 14 total uh, pay-per-views. Let's get, let's get right to it for the sake of time. All right. So, he won the Survivor Series 2011. The next month... Uh, he main evented actually. Uh, it was a triple threat match: TLC, uh, uh, Brother Del Rio, and The Miz. So he did main event that one. Uh, Royal Rumble 2012. It was main evented by the Royal Rumble, which Sheamus won. Jericho still should have won that one uh, to this day. Uh, he wrestled against Dolph Ziggler that year. Uh, Royal Rumble 2012 it was actually a pretty good match. Uh, Elimination Chamber 2012. <laughs> So after the Royal Rumble when it just started to crash with uh, with uh, CM Punk's reign. Elimination Chamber 2012. Uh, CM Punk was a part of the Elimination Chamber for the WWE Championship. It was like the second or third match. It was early. In, it was around there. Uh, maybe fourth. Uh, it was early in the show. The, the, the main event was terrible. It was an ambulance match between John, C- John Cena and Kane. Um, wow. And an elimination chamber, a gimmick match main evented by a different gimmick match. That to me that was yeah. just an all time low. Uh, next was WrestleMania 28, which uh, was uh, The Rock versus John Cena and uh, CM Punk versus Jericho was the match right before it. So it's like okay, well, okay, let's let's be let's be honest, let's be logical here. CM Punk versus Jericho would definitely not uh, be higher than The Rock versus John Cena. So CM Punk at that time for the WWE Championship, uh, he received uh, he was he was the next to last match before The Rock. I mean, come on now. There's no argument to you know what I think I should go after The Rock versus John Cena. Uh, no, <laughs> that's a simple court. You're not going to draw more than The Rock versus John Cena. So that's quite obvious. You know. Uh, next, the next month again, John Cena versus Brock Lesnar was the main event. You're not going to over. You're not going to all draw that. Uh, CM Punk went against Chris Jericho. That's when they were having the street fights and stuff like that, and the straight edge. And uh, Jericho was pouring, you know, um, alcohol and things like that. That's how that was. Uh, next, you had Over the Limit, which was bad. This was a bad. Oh time. man. Uh, CM Punk versus Daniel Bryan was his match, but the what the what main event was uh, John Laurinaitis versus John Cena. Uh, big show. No Way Out 2012 was next. Uh, John Cena versus Big Show based on the month before Big Show making the turn. Uh, 
that match, the match that night was CM Punk uh, defeating Daniel Bryan and Kane in the triple threat match. Uh, next was Money in the Bank 2012. Um, the main event was the Money in the Bank match between Cena, Show, Jericho, Miz, and Kane. Uh, CM Punk won against Daniel Bryan with AJ Lee as a special ghost ref. So again, another match with Daniel Bryan was really good, actually. Uh, SummerSlam, Brock Lesnar versus Triple H. Again, hard to argue for that not to be the uh, uh, not to be the main event. Uh, CM Punk went against Big Show and John Cena in a triple threat match. Of course, he won all these matches like a draw, but he, I mean, you know, he won all these matches. Knox was not a champions. He actually main evented against John Cena. That was the draw. And then he made an event the next month at Hell in a Cell when he beat Ryback. Brad Maddox was involved in that, I believe. Uh, Survivor Spears was the debut of the Shield. Uh, he beat John Cena and Ryback. And then TLC, um, CM Punk didn't compete. Uh, Dolph Ziggler defeated John Cena in the case versus uh, title case, the case versus contract type of thing. Title versus case, uh, something like that. And then uh, the next month he lost against The Rock. So that's it. Greatness uh, of Punk. Versus Big Show, Last Man Standing. I think that was. Um, oh, is that extreme rules? Um, let me check and see. Yeah, that was. Uh, I think uh, that was actually like four stars. That was actually a pretty good match. Um, yeah, let's see. Stream rules. My, I think this is stream rules. Let me guess. Let me let me let me let me find it out uh, for you. Um, let me find that for you. All right. The last man standing match was. Um, Ew. I think it was. I think it was just rules. Uh, yeah. Extreme rules. It was extreme rules. 2015. Uh, Reigns versus Show. Last man standing. Yep. All right. So, without further ado, let's get into the money in the bank predictions. We got the females coming up. Uh, battleground. Yeah, battleground. Battleground. Well, wait, wait, battleground. Roman Reigns. Um, I think he was going against like Kevin Owens or Seth Rollins. Um, because they had like battleground, then they had like battleground end of the world, end of the world, end of the world. Like yeah, and I think it was back or something. Yeah, it was just awful. Like, something like know, that, yeah. All, yeah. Roadblock, um, something like that. Yeah, Roadblock, yeah, Roadblock. And then uh, Battleground. Battleground was, yeah, that was, yeah, end of the line. Thing versus Triple H, yeah. What, I think, did Roman go against, like, Kevin Owens or something like that? Or Seth Rollins? Something, something, I, think, I, think it's, I think it was Kevin Owens. Check on that for me, chat room. I think it was Kevin Owens. All right, so let's get into the uh, 
So that was the flavor of the week. So it is now time. time for the flavor of the week. Gentlemen, that was a fun flavor of the week. Uh, 14 pay-per-views that he was a part of as champion, and uh, uh, he main evented... Um, he main evented one, two, three, four out of 14. So, yeah, wow. Battleground mm-hmm. uh, 2015 was Bray versus Roman. Yes. What about Roadblock? Uh, the Roadblock pay-per-views. I think that that was uh, – remember, like, one Roadblock? The first Roadblock, I think, was, like, uh, Y2A Jack against the New Day. I think that was one of the matches, too. If I'm not mistaken. All right. So without further ado, let's uh, let's get into these money in the bank predictions. Yep. All right. So um, here we go. Uh, let's start with Daniel Bryan versus Big Cat. <laughs> Daniel Bryan. What you got? I got Daniel a Big Bryan. Cat. I think Daniel Bryan's going to put the cap over. Intercontinental Championship, Seth Rollins versus Elias. Seth Rollins. I I won the last thing, but you got to keep the belt on Seth Rollins since he's so hot. Mm, Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think 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 Elias to have sooner than later, but I think it might be a screwy finish to lead him to um, next one. So, um, uh, um, Bludgeon Brothers against Harper and uh, I mean, against <laughs> Anderson and Gallows. Uh, do we even have to, I guess, that squash match for Legend Brothers under five minutes? That should brothers. be in a free show. Of course show. they do. Of course they were doing. It be a free show. Uh, Lashley versus Zane. Lashley, this match is going to go a lot longer than what it should. I say it should go about 12, 13 minutes. But it should be kind of like yeah. a squash match. Carmelo versus Oscar. Keeping on, keeping on Carmelo. I'd say Carmelo wins by DQ. Oscar doesn't afford to lose yet another match. And Carmelo decided he was going to get lost in purgatory with Lashley. So, I think Carmelo uh, keeps the title. I think the finish is going to be stupid. You cannot have, you cannot have Carmella pin. No. Uh, SmackDown crew is heading to Japan after Money Bank. One of the Japan stars going to touch the one thing. Let's go with Roman Reigns and Jimmy Mahal. Well, your boy Thunderstone Maharaja is going to lose. This is another match that's going to be too long, too long to what it should be. I mean, respect Jinder Mahal shouldn't get squashed, but Reigns is going to win. 
It's going to be a typical range match. His hair's going to be wet. Michael Cole's going to say, the big dog. He's going to, he's going to do a little pan camera joint. He's going to get beat up for the sex seven minutes. And then Reigns is going to do the ooh eye spin. And that's it. And my heart's going to look like he's constipated all the time. Oh, shout out to GHP. Yes, you got to have the same brother. Ginger's kids in the field, as always. Nia Jack versus Ronda Rousey. <sighs> Nia Jax wins by DQ. It's too early to put the title on Ronda Rousey. I, I, I see Nia Jax probably doing something to get DQ. Keep punching her and not letting her hold go, hitting her with a chair or something. Nia Jax still needs to be. I've got Nia. Yeah. I've got Nia keeping the title because of uh, Nat- Natalia. I've seen Nia's brand of people. Oh. Um, Styles Nakamura. I want Nakamura to win. I mean, I mean, have we have haven't we all forgot AJ Styles is the WWE champion? I think we have. Yeah. So give it to Nakamura. Are, are they going to stretch this to SummerSlam? I mean, really? No. <laughs> I hope not. I love Nakamura. I love AJ. We give it to Nakamura. Me speaking no English. No. Or could be double KO. Woman's money in the bank. Amber Moon. The Bliss, Charlotte Flair, Naomi Natalia, Lana, Sasha. you Sable. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> Ember Moon. Uh, I think it's her. She, uh, I, I, she, she deserves it. But will she win, though? Um, I would want Ember Moon. Thank you. Signed the contract, been kind of under the radar. I can I can see them giving it to Sasha Banks. All right, real quick, man's money in the bank. Ron Strowman, Finn Balor, Rusev, Lashley, uh, Bobby Roode, Liz, Moa Joe, Kevin Owens, and one of them. You got it. tough man. <sighs> I'll give it to um. I give it to the member of the new day. Give it to Big E. I hope I Big E is going to be love, the member of the new day. I would love for Big E to win the match. I think if that I'm way, to, uh, so, that uh, way, I've got, I've got a yeah, that way, if Big E wins it, and if they win the titles for the first time, they could do like the six man thing. You don't know who's going to defend the title. Xavier Woods, Kofi, and Big E. But they're right. not going to do it because yep. they're too traditional. So I give it to Samoa Joe because he needs it. Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen. All right, ladies and gentlemen. It's been a pleasure as always. It's been a pleasure as always. you to support the Pancake Power Slam show. It's been such an amazing show. Three twenty-four. I think this is going to be a memorable. But there's something about this uh, energy of the show. There's a few all chat room. Thanks for coming. Thank you so much, this fellow. Hopefully, uh, we'll see you again. Uh, all right, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, it's going to be a